happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. By one estimate, somewhere around 40% of all known animal species are parasitic. From tapeworms that grow in fish up to 30 feet, that's 9 meters in length, to a cough-drop-sized crustacean that drinks shrimp blood to survive, a planet Earth is crawling with parasites. Many of them have evolved to find very specific hosts. A take a louse that happens to be named S. Gary Larsoni, the after-cartoonist Gary Larson, who created The Far Side. This louse spends its entire life cycle on the skin of an unsuspecting owl, where the stowaway feeds on feathers and other organic materials. No other animals are known to harbor this particular kind of louse. But sometimes, one host isn't enough. Sometimes, the only way for a parasite to reproduce and complete its own life cycle is by passing through multiple carriers. Such is the case of the banded brood sac, which is a genus of worm by the name of Leucochloridium that's been accused of turning snails into zombies. This behavior is said to be part of an elaborate scheme that also involves hungry birds and their poop. Supposedly, if things go according to plan, the worm's plan, that is, those poor snails get their eyes pecked out. And banded brood sacs aren't just weird. They're flukes. Literally. Flukes, uh, also known as trematodes, are flatworms that use suckers to grab hold of various objects. There are around 18,000 to 24,000 different species. All of them are parasitic, and most have complex life cycles that depend on different host species at different times. Usually, the parasites spend at least part of their lives investing some kind of mollusk, uh, that is, the spineless animal group whose membership includes octopuses, mussels, and, yes, snails. 
depending on the species, a fluke might shack up inside the host's kidneys, digestive structures, or even its reproductive organs. Uh, snails are a common target for trematodes, and without them, the zombifying banded brood sacs simply couldn't procreate. As adults, they are long, flat worms that infest bug-eating birds. Their specific habitat of choice is the bird's cloaca, which is the orifice through which birds both poop and reproduce. Don't bother judging them. Before it dies, a grown banded brood sac may spend weeks or months living inside its avian host. The timeline isn't quite clear. At some point, though, the parasites lay their eggs, which get pooped out by the bird. And you know what eats a lot of bird droppings? Ground-dwelling snails. If the right kind of snail happens to gorge itself on feces laced with the fluke eggs, things get a little bit surreal. After a target snail gobbles the eggs up, they'll hatch into clear-bodied newborns. In the next phase of their development, the sporocyst stage, the little guys may develop their titular brood sacs. These sacs are pulsating, colorfully banded tubes that are jam-packed with larvae. And they look sort of like wiggly little caterpillars. Maybe they're supposed to. The thing about these brood sacs is they don't pop up just anywhere on the snail's body. Snails view the world through light-sensitive eye spots. Each one is located on the tip of a tentacle, or eye stalk, connected to the snail's head. A healthy snail can withdraw its tentacles and pull them back into its head whenever it likes. You may have noticed this yourself if you've ever picked one up. But when a snail gets infected with these flatworms, the eye stalks become hampered. Uh, the fluke's swelling brood sacs invade the tentacles, which prevents the snail from retracting them. Then, adding insult to inconvenience, the sacs start to pulsate. They expand and contract in a sort of dance. They can pulsate dozens of times per minute, and their color schemes are eye-catching. Bands and speckles and shades of green, orange, yellow, white, black, or brown. Thanks to the snail's ultra-thin skin, the entire show is clearly visible, and sort of like an extremely slow rave. There could be an evolutionary method to this madness, though. Since the early 1800s, naturalists have wondered if this performance is just a ploy designed to trick birds into mistaking these brood sacs for juicy little caterpillars. Any bird that plucked one off of a snail would get a mouthful of larva, ready to make a beeline for its cloaca, grow up into adult flukes, and begin the cycle anew. But, okay, we mentioned zombies. Here's where that comes in. During the 1920s and 30s, a few scientists proposed that banded brood sacs actively manipulate the way that snails behave. The parasites allegedly force their hosts to deviate from their normal routine. Influenced by the flukes, the hapless snails are driven into exposed and well-lit areas, like leaftops high up off the ground. Once they're in the open, the snails make easy targets. The caterpillar-loving birds see the dancing sporocysts and hungrily rip them out, along with the eye stalks. Or so goes the hypothesis. The trouble is, field researchers have never seen this happen in the wild. Experiments conducted in 1874 did find that captive birds were more than happy to attack the throbbing sporocysts of infected snails, but that doesn't prove that the same thing occurs in nature. Some animals have been known to change their habits in captivity after all. 
Research is actually ongoing, but when all said and done, there's still a lot we don't know about the relationship between the flukes and their hosts. If these parasites really do influence the snails, which seems likely, how the heck do they do it? And do the brood sacs really fool wild birds into thinking that they're caterpillars? If not, then how do adult flukes find their way into a feathered host's cloaca? Maybe we'll have clear answers someday. In the meantime, we certainly have some nightmare fuel. Today's episode is based on the article, Do These Nightmare Parasites Hack Snail Brains to Survive? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.